0: Hey, we've heard a lot about Live Your Best Life Now, haven't we? I mean, it's in pop culture, the church culture, and the language of people who want to inspire and motivate. But what does it really mean to live your best life now? Hi, you're listening to the Journey in the Word devotional podcast, and I'm your host, Craig Hamlin. And I want to welcome you, especially if you're a first-time listener or a return listener. Hey, there are lots of resources on our website, journeyintheword.com. Or you can listen through iTunes and Spotify. Hey, if you want more of these and other podcasts that we do, hit the subscribe or the follow button. Man, that would be absolutely fantastic. Love for you to be following our podcast. And I'm hoping to do more of these on leadership, do some interviews with different people about life issues, and also do these devotionals. All right, let's dive right into today to today's uh, devotional. You know, everyone wants to have really a meaningful and prosperous life. People pay anywhere from $1,000 to $3,000 for seminars by big name motivational speakers who will turn them on to their purpose or encourage them to chase their dream. And they leave with, with with a spring in their step and a determination to build their empire for financial and personal freedom. Maybe they simply you know tune in to one of the talk shows like Oprah, who had that for years, to work out their shame or their guilt or their regrets that they've kept it, that it's kind of kept them from living their best life now. Well certainly you can find motivational preachers who will pump you up and all for the purpose really helping you to find your true north, you know your dream, your legacy, your, your purpose for living, your key to personal and financial freedom. Well, for the majority of the culture who walk a a different path from the one Jesus laid out, uh, they want a good life, and that's good. But in the end, amid all of the good things they have and, and do, everything is done for their benefit, for their glory, for their renown. But for the follower of Jesus Christ, they want God to direct them and for Him to get the glory in everything that they do. So in essence... They can live their best life every day, even when life is not going good, when their marriage is being tested, or when their company is downsized and they lose their job, or when their children have issues that are simply out of their control, when life just snatches away their dreams and they're left with what could have been. You know, life is not always easy, is it? But every day can be greater than we could ever imagine when we look at the path that God has laid out for us in his word and when we faithfully walk down that path expecting nothing in return but having a deep feeling that God is up to something special. And I love what C.S. Lewis said in Mere Christianity. He said, this world is a great sculptor's shop. We are the statues and there's a rumor going around the shop that some of us are someday going to come to life. You know, for every person who's given their life to Jesus Christ, their life in Christ is alive. And you have the ability to be and to do great things that will echo through eternity. In fact, Jesus said, the thief has come to steal, kill, and to destroy. But I have come that you might have life and to have it more abundantly. You know, over the next six weeks, we're going to look at the book of 1 Thessalonians there in the Bible. So if you are doing this devotional in your car or in your workout or you're walking your dog or something like that, then maybe set aside some time later in the day or even right now, get your Bible out and read the first chapter, at least the first 10 verses, which is basically the first chapter of uh, of 1 Thessalonians. Now, I don't have time to set up the entire book. This is written by Paul, but he was writing to a church that was, they, they were very young and, uh, and and they had come to faith in the midst of incredible turmoil. It was a time when the Romans were uh, were persecuting anybody who had anything to do with the way or with Christianity. And so he is going to commend this church, but also give them some instruction as they go along. And so what I want to do is I want to take the next six devotionals and look at six ways that we can live our best life today. I mean, today, right where you are living that best life. As you go to work today, thinking about that, as you're working out, thinking about that, as you're walking your dog, how can I, how can I do everything in this day for the best you know, for the best and for the glory of God? Well, the first thing I want us to see, this is going to be number one right here, is that we want to determine to set good examples. Determine today to be a a fantastic man or woman at setting the right kind of example. Hey, let me just read this passage to you and you can kind of get an idea of what's going on in the passage. He says, we give thanks to God always for all of you, constantly mentioning you in our prayers. Now listen to what he says here. Remembering before our God and Father, three things, your work of faith, your labor of love, and your steadfastness of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. Now those are three things there that he mentions that stand out to Paul. Hey, what stands out to people when when they think about your life? You know, is it is it your faith? Is it your love? Is it your hope? And hey, we've heard those three, three things before, right? The greatest things that, that are there, the, the three things in life, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these, Paul said, was, was love. Are people experiencing those things in our life? He says again in verse 4, he says, For we know, brothers, loved by God, that he has chosen you, because our gospel came to you not only in word, but also in power and in the Holy Spirit and with full conviction. You know what kind of men we proved to be among you for your sake, and you became imita- imitators of us and of the Lord. For you received the word in much affliction. You see, there, that's what they're talking about. Even in the midst of, of affliction, they looked at the example of Paul and the brothers there, and they wanted to follow that. And what did it produce in their life? He said, with the joy of the Holy Spirit, you imitated us. So that, here's the result, so that you became an example to all of the believers in Macedonia and Achaia. Not only has the word of the Lord sounded forth from you in Macedonia and Achaia, but listen to this. But your faith in God has gone forth everywhere. Wow. Wouldn't you love for people to say that about you? That your faith... You thought it was private. You thought that it was just the people in, you know, in your family or in your church. But no, it's gone out everywhere. Everybody in your city, everybody in your community, everybody around. Everybody's talking about your faith in Jesus Christ and what it's producing in your life and how it's transforming you. He says, but your faith in God has gone forth everywhere so that we need not say anything. Wow. They didn't even have to say a word about the Macedonians because the Macedonians' life spoke for for itself. And here's the key, verse 9. For they themselves report concerning us the kind of reception we had among you and how you turned to God from idols to serve the living and true God. Man, that was a life transformation, turning away from idols and and You are there to to wait for his son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, Jesus, who delivers us from the wrath to come. You see, setting a good example is key in our life, especially if you're a follower of Jesus Christ. Now, I want to just point out a couple of things here, and then we'll be done. Listen, setting a good example in a biblical context, first of all, means that you give people something to talk about. You know, we can give a lot of people things to talk about. All you got to do is go to Twitter, go to Facebook, go to Instagram, um, go to the water cooler at work, and and you'll find plenty of people talking about others, but it's not all that flattering. You want to give people something to talk about. I think there was even a song that went along with those, let's give them something to talk about. Hey, that's a great word for us as followers of Jesus, right? Let's give them something to talk about. What were they talking about when it came to the Macedonians? They were talking about their faith. They were talking about their hope. And they were talking about their love. If you can't focus on any other things in life, focus on strengthening your faith, having steadfastness of hope, meaning, meaning that you you'd really believe What God says is true, and you're living it out. And then, of course, loving others is going to come by example as you love people unconditionally and surprise people by the love that you have. Hey, you might say, man, I don't feel like loving the people at my work. C.S. Lewis said, listen, love them until you do feel like it. That's a great word, isn't it? Here's the second thing he says in his text. He says, live for Jesus so joyously, so authentically, so contagiously that others cannot help but want to do the same. You see, that's how Paul strived to live his life. That's why he said, you became imitators of us, even in the midst of great affliction with the joy of the Holy Spirit, so that you became imitators to all of the believers, or an example to all of the believers. That word example in the original language means a blueprint, basically is what we have in English. Their life became blueprints for the people in that region that were pagans, idolaters, became blueprints for them to follow. Paul's life was a blueprint. Uh, The Macedonians became that. You see, we've got to always live out what the word of god says martin luther uh, the great reformer gave a brief simple but a very expressive eulogy in 1522 for nicholas hosman luther simply said these words what we preach he lived that's all he said that's all he had to say nothing will get people's attention more than a person who truly sets a good example in their integrity in their work their leadership and definitely in their home. Mark Twain humorously said, few things are harder to put up with than the annoyance of a good example. Wow, that's so true, isn't it? But live for Jesus so joyously, so authentically, so contagiously that others cannot help but want to do the same. And then finally, back up your testimony by showing everyone who truly has your heart and who truly has your priorities. You see, when Paul says the reason why they were setting such a good example, what gave them the power in the midst of affliction to be led by the Holy Spirit? They turned to God from idols to serve the living and true God. And then they lived their life in great anticipation of Christ's return. Uh, We live in a culture and a society that cannot find their way to God and really they refuse to search they live without true sight and have grown accustomed to the dark we see this in our in every fabric of our society many who have who have the light do not even shine bright enough for them to see anything but then there's you what can you be and do can you shine the light of jesus christ bright enough for them to see, you wonder if you can make a difference. But I'm telling you, my friend, you can make a difference. You can make a difference like you've never thought possible. In a world that is away from God, in a world that is weak, in a world that is struggling for meaning and purpose in their life, you can live this day setting the, the right example, and I guarantee you it's going to change everything around you, because the gospel does. The gospel changes everything, not just your heart, but it changes everything around us. For many years, Monterey, a California coast town, was a pelican's paradise. As the fishermen cleaned their fish, they, they flung the offal to the, to the, uh, to the pelicans. And the, the birds there grew fat and lazy and contented. And eventually, the the offal was utilized, and there was no longer any snacks for the pelicans. When the change came, the pelicans made no effort really to fish for themselves. They they waded around and grew gaunt and thin. Many starved to death. They had forgotten how to fish for themselves, and and the problem was solved by importing new pelicans from the south. They, They brought in these birds who were accustomed to foraging for themselves. And they were placed among their starving cousins. And and the newcomers immediately started catching fish. And before long, what do you think happened? You got it. The hungry pelicans followed suit. And the famine was ended. All by setting the example. You be that example today. All right? Hey, next time, we're going to look at the second way that you can live your best life every day. Hey, follow us on iTunes, uh, iTunes podcast, Spotify, or our website, Journey in the Word. one word, journeyintheword.com. You can also check us out on Facebook at Journey in the Word, or you can look me up personally, Craig Hamlin, and, uh, and you, can, you can find us there. Hey, contact us and let us know that you're listening. That's a great encouragement. So anyway, set that good example. Listen, we'll see you back here next time for Journey in the Word devotional podcast. I hope that you guys have a fantastic week. God bless you guys. We'll see you back here next time.